Welcome to Down There Aware. I'm Alex. And I'm Mary, Alex's mama. Each week we sit down to discuss various topics concerning gynecologic cancers and women's health care. In 2019, at the age of 32, I was diagnosed with uterine cancer and became painfully aware of just how unaware I was of everything down there. On this podcast, we interview experts, share personal stories, and explore new research. No subject is off limits, so we caution you to listen at your own discretion. Happy New Year! It's 2021! Woohoo! We're really, really excited to leave the dumpster fire of 2020 <laughs> behind us, as I'm sure many of you are as well. I know uh, everybody has probably thought of this, but you know, the beginning of 2020, everybody was so excited that it was 2020 and they kind of looked at a new vision and used the 2020. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was everywhere. It was. And look what happened. <laughs> Yeah, well, and now all the dad jokes of, well, 2020 was hindsight. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but um, welcome. We are excited to be kicking off our second season um, of the podcast. We have almost a full year under our belts, and um, we thought we'd kind of look uh, backwards into 2020 and evaluate some things that happened and, and look forward uh, and share with you some things that are coming up in 2021. Yeah, exciting things. Uh, Looking back, I just am excited about the people we met through the podcast. I think when we first started thinking about doing it, that wasn't really on my radar. I never really thought about, you know, I'm going to meet new people and find out new things about women's health care and cancer, um, but that's exactly what happened. And I also think it helped me reconnect with some people who um, I have lost touch with because we've moved apart, um, and I didn't really know their stories. I didn't know that they were struggling with something that was adjacent to what I was struggling with, and um, and now we've deepened our friendships and, um, and you know, made even more uh, connections in that way. So that has been really cool, The just the relationships that have been um, built over the last few months. Yeah, I'm, I know there are a lot of negative things that um, can come from technology, from people who abuse it and use it for bad things. But um, wow, technology has just saved us, I think, over these last several months and during the pandemic to um, at least we've been able to use it to connect with people, to reconnect with people. People used to write letters. I still write letters, but um, it's sort of a lost thing. Uh, and I think now that we have technology, people are connecting again through Facebook and Instagram and um, email even still. I also think that the podcast has been a way to keep me busy during a time where, um, you know, a lot of people are struggling to find things to do because we couldn't do our normal things, even going out and grocery shopping or going to a restaurant or going to a movie theater. Um, and so it's given me uh, new skills to work on um, and an, a new hobby, I guess you could say, um, to fill the time. And I think it's also been cool that it hasn't just been you know, not that this is bad, but like reading for fun or knitting or something like that. But it, um, a lot of good things have come from 
the podcast, um, educating people, educating ourselves, um, raising money, raising awareness. Um, and so those are things that, um, we never really expected, I think in the beginning for it to, um, do so much. Yeah. So we're, we're growing and that's a good thing. So looking forward in 2021, super excited. Um, You may have noticed we have a new logo. Yes. Um, We have updated our logo. It's still familiar, we think, um, to our OG uh, triangle logo, but um, made it a little more feminine and updated it just a tad. Um, And so we launched that. Actually, we did a little sneak peek Mm -hmm. on New Year's (laughs) Eve. If you'll check out our Instagram or Facebook or Twitter, you will have seen that that um but all of our logos now have uh been updated and so has our website um and along with that we are super excited to announce the launch of our first merchandise i mean it's kind of weird to be saying that but um we have logo stickers and logo magnets that you can get on our website down there aware.com um and we will send those to you uh upon your order and we're just really excited um, to help people become more down there aware and to spread spread the message. Yes, I'm sitting here looking at a stack, actually a couple stacks of refrigerator magnets. And um, I think they're very cool. They're more colorful. And Alex has outdone herself. She really should have gone into marketing and graphic design <laughs> because you're going to like them. We are so excited about that. So go on over to our website, downthereaware.com, and check out our shop um, and and see what we got to offer. Another thing I'm excited about is uh, we're going to give you a little um, hint. Well, actually, I'll just tell you. <laughs> we're going to do a few things on TikTok. We're not good at keeping secrets. No. Um, and so we had this big launch planned for our one year anniversary on February 4th or 5th. I'll have to look it up. Um, cause that was our first episode and we just couldn't keep it in. So, um, <laughs> you won't see us on there until then, but be on the lookout. We are expanding from audio to visual now, and, um, we're really excited to bring you some funny, hopefully, but also important um, information via TikTok. Yes, it'll be a little bit of a learning curve for us because we love doing the podcast in our pajamas with no makeup on. <laughs> so we're going to have to um, adjust a bit to actual do, actually do some video, but um, we're going to do it. We're excited about maybe some of the stories we can tell and the points we can get across in a different way on a video. Yeah, there are so many different times during the podcast where I'm like, oh, I wish there was a visual. Oh, I wish that um, we could share, you know, an image or a graphic or um, a diagram of some sort. Um, And now we can. So uh, we're adding that to our arsenal and we're very excited to be bringing you some more content. Um, So I also wanted, you know, now being in January, we... um, want to recognize that it is cervical cancer awareness month. And while, um, I did not have cervical cancer, we know that, um, of all of the gynecologic cancer, cervical cancer is certainly one of the more aggressive and common of the five types of gynecologic cancer. So we wanted to bring it to your attention, um, and let you know that, uh, you can be on the lookout for different cervical cancer, um, facts and statistics. I will say over the course of 
I don't know, 20 years, maybe more, um, since the launch of the HPV vaccine, um, cervical cancer has seen a sharp decline because HPV, as we know, is the number one leading cause of cervical cancer in women. Um, so we know that that has helped, certainly, um, but it's still an important issue. Yeah, when Alex was a teenager, um, the HPV vaccine really wasn't a thing. And so we never were presented with that option. We never discussed it. And um, then as my children got older, I knew people who had children and they were trying to make a decision. And there was a tad bit of controversy about whether or not you should get the vaccine. Would it make your child feel more comfortable being promiscuous or, um, you know, that kind of thing? And um, I just think it's a personal decision. People have to kind of research, weigh the facts, talk to your doctor, and make a decision that works for you and your child. Well, and now they, because at first, I think when it rolled out, it was just for young girls. Um, but now they're even vaccinating young boys um, as well. So that, um, you know, has expanded. And as we know, vaccines go through trials and um, are definitely there, you know, they're studied and they um, are definitely really safe. Um, so if you have a young child or a teenager, um, that's definitely something to look out for and to do your research on and to see if that's something that will um, work for your family. I was actually on TikTok last night, which is typically what I do as I'm like getting ready for bed. Um, and I have started following in preparation for our big launch next month. I've started following several gynecologists who are on TikTok, um, sharing really, really great information. Let me just stop you a minute and say, did you ever think you would have heard I saw several gynecologists on TikTok? I mean, I think it's really great that physicians are using every platform they can find to try to get a message across to their patients or to people even who aren't their patients. Yeah, and for those of you who don't know, TikTok is just a social media platform where um, there are videos that are 59 seconds or less, and so it's a really short time. It's a high-level um, discussion, and so it's definitely not a place for like in-depth information and reading, but it can pique people's interests and get people to do their own research. And so... Not only do I follow gynecologists, but I follow dermatologists on their like skincare recommendations. And um, it's just a really cool place to, to experience. Um, and then it, and it personalizes the algorithm personalizes to you. So whatever you watch more of, you see more of. Um, anyway, so these uh, gynecologists recently last night, I saw um, one who said, have you ever wondered what a pap smear looks like? And she had a model and she um, used her hands to... Um, uh, kind of act as the vulva and put a speculum between her hands and then open it up so you could see this model of a cervix. And then she cut to a green screen where it showed a healthy cervix, concerning cervix, uh, disease cervix, and then a cancer cervix. And it was really interesting to see, like, that's what your doctor is looking for. And this is what the brush looks like. And um, I think they're helping to demystify a little bit about... Um, going to the gynecologist. I know a lot of women get anxiety about going to the gynecologist and um, feel, you know, that they're exposed in that way. So it's really 
bringing it down to basics and, you know, this is the science. We don't care if you're on your period, you know, we don't care if you've shaved your legs. Like we're not concerned with that. We're concerned with your health. Um, and so this is specifically what we are looking for. Um, and I just thought that was really cool. So speaking of gynecologists, um, I am due for my three month checkup with my gynecologist, my oncologist, um, in two weeks on my birthday, actually, (laughs) what a fun birthday gift. You get to have an exam. Um, and so that will be an interesting update. Um, I'm going to call this week to get scheduled for my, uh, CT, um, because as we know, I get that every six months. And so I'm due for that now again, and, um, we'll see where we are with that. But right now there's no evidence of disease that we know of and I have been asymptomatic so um, we're hoping it's just a quick easy checkup with uh, good results yeah and again again good with the technology you know it's great that they can do the CT they can get a really good look at Alex's entire abdomen and you know see if there's any evidence of disease or any spread from her original diagnosis So we always look forward to getting those, getting them behind us and getting a good result. And, you know, during uh, the pandemic, it was a little nerve wracking um, of do I go to the doctor because um, more people are sick at the doctor and I could get it. More people are there. I'm avoiding going to public places. Um, And I did have, as we talked about in the summer, I did have one telehealth appointment that um, was fine. It was just a checkup or whatever. Um, but it, I really needed an exam. I needed my doctor to check me out physically to, you know, see if there were any signs of um, recurrence. And so that is something that a lot of people are still struggling with, even now so far into the pandemic, um, not going to their doctor's appointments, not going for their um, treatments for cancer. And so and um, even annual pap smears and that kind of thing. Yeah. And it's hard enough to get people to go for an annual appointment, whether it's a pap smear, the dentist, your mammogram, like whatever it is. Um, it's hard enough to get those scheduled and to get them on the calendar um, and then follow through with it, let alone in the middle of a pandemic when you're trying not to get this disease that you don't know how your body is going to react to it. Um, so I'm very fortunate that my oncologist's office is very safe. Um, everyone's checked at the door, you know, they're asked a series of questions and they check your temperature and they have all of the seats marked off of where you can sit, where you can't sit. Everybody's wearing masks and, um, and using hand sanitizer and, and being safe. So, um, I feel comfortable going, especially since it's just a a little bit out of my day, Um, But we would encourage you, if you have doctor's appointments that you've been pushing off because, oh, maybe the pandemic won't last that long or, oh, I really don't want to go to the doctor, go ahead and make those appointments. The vaccine's rolling out. Um, Things are going to start slowly opening back up and becoming more normal. So go ahead and get those appointments on the books, especially your annual PAP. That is not a test to skip. That is where most cancers are found is at your pap and um, not to be afraid of it, but to be um, fully aware of what's going on. And the more information, the better, as we always say. Yeah, I um, really hope the medical medical community has learned a lot over the course of, you know, nearly a year now um, with the pandemic. It certainly is nothing any of us could anticipate. And I, I know the same is true for the medical community, but 
I will say um, I had one doctor who I asked about a telehealth appointment and they said, no, you need to come in. We need to do your, you know, take your blood pressure and check you out. And, you know, then I had another one. I just showed up for my appointment and she looked at me and said, why didn't you ask for a telehealth appointment? So, you know, uh, you just never know. <laughs> and I guess the uh, lesson there is to communicate and um, ask what they prefer or ask what they think is best for that specific specialty appointment and go with that. We hope that you guys are having a really great start to your year, um, as crazy as it still kind of is in the world, um, that 2021 is looking a little bit brighter for all of us. Um, and we're really excited to bring you more topics and more information about gynecologic cancers and women's health next week. Um, like we mentioned, this is Cervical Cancer Awareness Month. So next week, we are going to go a little bit more in depth about cervical cancer, the risk factors, um, more statistics and things all about that. Yes. And if anybody uh, has been diagnosed with cervical cancer or knows someone who has and has a story they want to share and feel like it would be of help to other people, please let us know through our website or our Facebook page and um we can sure talk about that and try to get you on an episode. As always, you can follow us on our social media channels. We are down there aware on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, Twitter. I think that's it. And soon to be TikTok. And soon to be TikTok. <laughs> um, yes, so go ahead and follow us there. And please, please go check out our new logo and our new website, um, downthereaware.com. And you can also uh, find our magnets and stickers so you can help other people be down there aware as you spread the word. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.